Thank you for listening to the Football Index Club Daily Podcast. In today's episode, I just ramble on about the Champions League as usual. I talk about the rises, talk about a few players, and hopefully it's a good episode. So thank you for listening and enjoy it. Cheers. Hello and welcome to episode 295 of the Football Index Club Daily Podcast. So apologies, first of all, for anyone trying to listen to yesterday's episode um, so this morning uh, or last night, you would have noticed that there was like one minute. I think it was just the introduction. I just completely failed to upload it correctly. I'll be honest, I don't listen to every episode that I record. You know, I'm doing this every day and sometimes I just make mistakes. Um, but there we are. So I, I do apologize for that. But hopefully you can go and listen to that. Um, it was like a 15 minute episode. And if not, you're here, you know, this is going to be the most recent episode out there if you're listening now. Um, and that, yeah, let's get into it. So basically, we have a few players rising, a few very good players rising, and a few players at very good teams rising. And the reason why I want to say that is just because I think, as opposed to last season, the Champions League in particular, it's probably best to focus on the best players at the best teams. Whereas last season, I remember... I did a blog and I did a few blogs on some of the young players coming through. And to be honest, I picked some absolute gems out. Donick Sabozla, he was around £1.50. Aland, I think he was two or three quid at the time. Bruno Fernandes, around £2.50. Um, so, yeah, some real good players in, in non PB leagues. And I remember they went up like 20, 30% after a month. Um, that was the sort of market trend at the time. So, I got a bit lucky maybe with some of those, but. The thing is, those players just went up a crazy amount very, very quickly due to the strong trend towards players in uh, non-PB leagues that were sort of standing out in these European tournaments. The difference is now the market has matured so much. So much money has gone in that all these players in non-PB leagues, a lot of them have already grown. So you do have Dominic Sabosley rising 13p. He scored an unbelievable goal tonight. Absolute knuckleball off the bar and in. Um, and, you know, it, last season, he would have been a lot cheaper. So he would have rose a lot quicker. And he would have rose even more, to be honest. And I don't think we're going to get that so much this season. What we have instead is probably more of a focus on matchday dividend earners because they're the players that people are wanting to buy because the dividends have increased just a unbelievable amount since I was writing those blogs on some of those kids coming through last season um, and some of those non-PB league players. The other thing is back then you could take a punt on quite a few of those non-P, non-PB players. So there was some that haven't grown as much as Haaland and Bruno, of course. Um, but I think the average was around 20, 30%, something silly like that in a month. Um, so yeah, there, there was some of those players you could just take a punt on because if it doesn't work out, you, you instant sell them 5% loss perhaps. Now there's non-PB league players. Some of them may never earn dividends in their whole career. And that makes them quite a risky hold because you're not going to have the option to sell them quickly back to Football Index because no one else is going to want to buy them if no one thinks they're going to earn dividends. Um, whereas what we have now is players like Kingsley Coleman, Joshua Kimmich, they're rising huge amounts. And it's because they're earning much their dividends and they played with Bayern Munich, the best team in the world, I'd say, quite comfortably at the moment. They've won 4-0 tonight against Atletico Madrid and they're going to earn dividends again. You know, over the next three seasons, what are the odds that Coleman and Kimmich earns dividends? I think it's very, very high, to be honest, especially Joshua Kimmich. I mean, Kimmich's probably going to do like a 10 to 20% return this season. 
And he's at £6.62, so he is expensive, but he's proven and he earns matchday dividends. That's his job and he gets the job done. Well, that's not his job, but in a football index context, it is. He's hit a 268 tonight, massive score there. I don't know why I sold him, actually. I sold him not too long ago. Um, I guess I just thought that his price was so built up on a PB. I didn't know how much further it could grow. But I suppose whilst he continues to earn dividends, his price is only really going to stay pretty stable or maybe even rise further. The only risk is at the moment with Kimmich is probably an injury or maybe they start to play him at right back. But even then, like he played right back last season when Pavard was out at the end towards towards the end of the Champions League and he was still mopping up the match they did. So, yeah, unbelievable player for Football Index. And Kingsley, Kingsley Coleman, I mean, the thing is with him, he's a great example of why PB peak scores are the most important thing on Football Index because Coleman, yeah, he gets injured and he has a few problems here and there. He's not always in the team. They've, they've obviously got Leroy Sane and Gnabry as well. But Coleman, now and then, he does hit these high peak scores because he can turn up on his game. I'd say he's one of the best wingers in the world. And tonight he's hit a 3 2 9, proving exactly that. He's risen 24% in price. And this is where the sort of opportunities and the beauty of the matching engine, the order book system, really comes in. Because what you can do nowadays is pick up these players at like £1.50, £1.60 by a matched bid. And then you give it a week. You, you, you wait a little while, maybe you put them up for sale at like two quid. And you just wait a few months. They're going to sell. If you do that with a diversified portfolio, you're going to be making a lot of money this season. I mean, myself personally, I've started to really sort of uh, buy and sell players a lot more regularly lately because I'm, I'm starting to get the hang of it again. I feel like I spent some time just adjusting to the system. And now, now I'm a lot more confident in the order book system. We've got a bonus period on as well at the moment. So there's a bit of momentum behind some players. And you know, I've been picking up Sancho's at 10 quid and then selling them at 10.70. But back in again at 10 pounds today, there's some other players I've been buying and selling quite regularly at the moment. I'm just checking in on my portfolio from time to time. I'm going to look at the highest instant sell price. Um, I've bought him at 20% less last week. Time to sell him, move on to the next player and so on. I think you can be really profitable at the moment in sort of buying this strategy. It's working for me anyway. Hopefully it'll work for other people. Um, I've grown a fair bit about it on Football Index Club, so I'm sure. That's a great place to learn more about this sort of strategy. But I'm sure most listeners are already doing this themselves, probably making a lot more than myself as well. Uh, in terms of some other risers, let's have a look what we have. In the top 200, first of all, we have Sterling actually up 38p. And I guess that's just due to Man City playing in the Champions League. They look like they're going to dominate their group. Although they do have a pretty tricky group, as I said in yesterday's podcast. They played Porto tonight, 1-3-1. My guy, Ferry Torres, getting their nice... Third goal, really good finish from him. Um, so, yeah, I was pleased to see that. But he, he didn't even start, actually. He came on and got a goal. But Olympiakos and Marseille. Now, the interesting thing there for me is probably Marseille because they've lost 1-0 to Olympiakos tonight. Olympiakos at home were a tough team to come up against. And I guess I guess Marseille may struggle now to qualify. Um, they really might because, you know, Porto in the mixer as well. So, some of those Marseille players... Um, I'd be a bit worried about. Although it's just it's just one game. So so you know what, I take that back. I wouldn't be worried really. And I think a lot of these players don't necessarily have the champions or Europa League built into their price. I also think once teams do get knocked out, they'll probably decline a tiny amount. Maybe their spreads will open up, but people are always going to take advantage. It's the same with injuries. You know, once a player gets injured, 
unless it's like a cruciate ligament and they've done their knee in for the second time, usually the players' prices do rebound. So I wouldn't really worry about um, exits from the Champions League, Europa League and some of these players. The only ones I'd probably be a bit concerned about are the bigger names, the bigger players. Someone like Joshua Kimmich, actually, who I spoke about earlier, it's not going to happen. Well, I really doubt it, but if Bayern was somehow to get knocked out of the group stages, then yeah, I reckon someone like Kimmich probably would drop in price because people are going to be considering the later stages, the team of the month dividends, like we saw last season, the later stages. Oh, it's just insane. I mean, I held a lot of Kimmich then and it was match days towards the end. I was just absolutely loving life with those dividends coming in quite regularly. Some other players rising today, though. Andrew Robertson's up 14p. His PP is fantastic. Playing again tonight for Liverpool. He's hit 2-4-4. Again, higher than Trent. I've spoken a lot about the Robertson-Trent sort of situation. In fact, I think I even recorded a podcast on it at one time, maybe a few weeks ago. Um, I'm just going to have a look at what Trent's score was. Trent's down there on a one five five. His spread's really opened up. You know what? I don't want to talk him down, but yeah, if I was if I was holding Trent, you know what? I, I think there's better value out there. I just do. That, that's my honest opinion. Um, it's not to say that Trent's necessarily a really bad hold. It's just at his current price, he needs to be beating Robertson more regularly, and he's just not doing it this season. He really isn't. Robertson's hit a two four four tonight. It's like eighty points more than Trent. So. I think Trent's price is probably still up there just because so many people have held him for so long and there's so many sort of confirmation biases going on where people are trying to find reasons to hold him. But it sounds bad. Uh, people are going to probably hate me for saying that, but that's just my honest opinion. I just think circumstances have changed so much and his price was so much built up on the PB. It's changed just such a big amount. But maybe he'll prove me wrong. And I'd be glad if he did because, you know, you want, you want the players to rise in price. You want the sort of top end to grow because it's good for the rest of the platform. In terms of some other players, let's have a look what we've got. Gerard Piquet's up 13p, Zapata's up 12p, Peter Glasky's up 10p, Aguero's up 9p. Sorry, I don't know why I did that. Axel Twenzibi's up 8p, he's in the media today. Um, Matthias Tete, now that was a funny one, he's up 6p. He got a goal tonight and I was in the barbers getting a trim. And I know my barbers are a Real Madrid fan. Again, I think I talked about that on the podcast at one point, maybe a few weeks or maybe a month or two ago. Um, and yeah, I was pretty lucky because he had the Real Madrid game on in the barbers. So he asked me, you know, do you want to swing your chair around? Because I was just banging on about the game. Uh, obviously, I'd much rather look at the screen than myself in the in the mirror. So yeah, I got that game on watching that. And Matthias Tete, he had a very cool finish against Real Madrid. They went 3 0 up, and I was just laughing at my barber because I think all three goals were scored while I was getting my trim. Um, but yeah, they made the comeback, got it, got it down to 3 2 in the second half. I'd, I'd gone by then. Uh, but yeah, Real Madrid lost two in a row now. I think they were probably just missing Ramos and Cruz and Benzema. I also still think they miss Ronaldo in general. I just think like Ronaldo was such a leader and he was so determined to win. That competitive spirit probably. Um, sort of helped out the rest of the team a lot. So maybe they're missing that. But anyway, I don't really know why I included that little story about Real Madrid and the Barbies. So we'll wrap it up there. Thank you as always for listening. Apologies for yesterday's episode. And hopefully I'll actually upload this correctly. Thanks to everyone who did drop me a message. I do appreciate that. Um, or added me on Twitter. And yeah, we'll go again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.